Hello everyone and welcome to Final Show. I'm John, the executive producer here, and I've just got a few pre-show notes for you. First of all, I want to let everybody know that our addresses have changed. Uh, our Twitch channel has changed from Sinstaku to twitch.tv slash finalshowfilms, and our YouTube channel has also changed to youtube.com slash finalshowfilms. Next, we want to thank our $20 tier supporters on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash films, by the way, if you want to go throw a couple bucks our way. That's going to be Cat Waterflame, Antitonic, Samantha Bates, and Maureen Monty. Thank you guys for that. Also, our website is in the process of getting updated. So go take a look at finalshowfilms.com. We've got Mara and Jeremy are working on updating all of our stuff there, making it look nice and like a modern website and frankly they know what they're doing far better than i or austin ever did so if you want to check out the things that are changing over there you go do that follow us on twitter at final show films for updates uh for all future things including things that are going on with our website and going on with the patreon page and things that are going on live as we stream them uh, as well as our podcasts and everything else so thank you very much for watching y'all have a good day And we're live. Also, I want to add on to the end of that video because I haven't made a new one yet. Thank you to Robbie Summerhour for uh, another one of our a new, a new $25 tier supporter on Patreon. Take it away. Thanks to everyone who donates to us. Yeah. Hi, I'm Aaron. I am the GM. And we're going to introduce the players in a second. But as we are entering a new chapter of Doomsday Dawn, let's catch up with what's going on been going on in the story while the players were not getting to actively be involved in it because playtest. Um, that's the events of the last star. Culinary Deverian, whose name's pronunciation I might remind you, changes every time I say it, and her allies, in including Jaina and Jenya and Relnor and uh, Gorgonash and Fibnell Ribblestone. Yeah. Um, and a renamed tiger um, have been working within the esoteric aura of the order of the Palantine Eye, discovering the contents of the notes on the last theorem. Mentioned within these notes are the countdown clocks magical gemstones that contain a consistently changing and decreasing number that at all will count down to a significant date in the future. The notes on the last theorem claim that this date shall be the end of the world. The order of the Palantine Eye has thus made it a priority to secure a countdown clock retrieving an accurate date for this impending disaster and thus aid in preventing it. For some months, the, the order has scoured the northern regions of Gar Garund. Larian? G-A-R-U-N-D is not Galarian. Garund. Garund, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the southern continent in the inner sea region. For any 
hint of the resting place of a countdown clock. As this chapter begins, they've finally determined one such location. The tomb of Tular Seth in the northwestern Kapitash at the foothills of the dormant volcano called the Pale Mountain. Unfortunately, the night heralds have also learned this information. And the order, but the order has the advantage in that their research has revealed a shortcut to the tomb. But if they don't act swiftly, they would lose the race to reclaim the countdown clock. This is their only chance to beat the night heralds by enlisting a group of adventurers. Um, and such a group of adventurers are standing outside uh, um, are going to describe themselves now. Okay. <laughs> uh, Jeremy. Okay. So wherever they're standing, Hale is leaning against the wall because he's just so damn casual about everything until he until fights start. Then 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 he's serious, but he also will still be cracking jokes and quips and that sort of thing. Um, he is in his late twenties, um, and the best way to describe him physically would be his face is an amalgamation of every every 20 to 30 year old character who every 20 to 30 year old male lead of a romantic comedy just like he's Owen the, Wilson the, 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 <laughs> no no a mix of like, like like that and and Justin Long and like Matthew McConaughey in the nineties or Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Flynn like, Ryan. Yeah, basically, a little bit. Um he he's got he's uh uh um he's got a brote. Um the distinctly bro styled goatee. Um, just the soul patch, really. Just the soul patch, really. Um, and he he he's uh, has a not ridiculous amount of weapons, but he has a long sword on his back, uh, um, a, a scimitar at his belt, a crossbow or not crossbow, longbow, uh, wearing a chain shirt, uh, fairly nice stylish but rugged kind of clothing um just sitting there doing the sort of shoulder lean against as as he's chewing on an apple yeah uh also leaning against a wall but around the corner from Hale and with a 24 stealth check far more subtle than Hale ever could be um uh more more in a position to spot trouble before it spots the rest of the party than 
being casual and uncaring, uh, is a six foot two green skin bearded with long sort of braided black hair, uh, half orc, uh, well muscled, uh, well muscled, uh, taking after his orcage heritage. Uh, Vaktan wears black leathers that have scale mail sort of sewn into it in such a way as to reduce sort of the jangle that is typically associated with scale mail. Um, and uh, also provides an armored left arm upon which is uh, a, a fairly large peregrine hawk perched as he sort of leans against a wall with his arm up, the hawk sitting there, also keeping an eye out. Um, on his belt, there is on both on the right hand, both on uh, the right hand side, uh, there is a large, jagged, almost primeval-looking uh, sword uh, that is very clearly of orcish make. Uh, and then also next to it, on his belt, is a uh, similarly similarly designed uh, dagger with brass knuckles built into the grip, uh, so that's much harder to lose it. Uh, Jeff? And while those two guys standing there nonchalantly, somewhere running around in the background, there's a just under three feet tall little green goblin wearing what was probably once a child's dragon costume that has been slightly modified to have little bits and bobs sewn into it to try to make it look more badass, but has been failing miserably and he's chewing on something it looks like it might have been alive at one point at what kind of alternating between yeah i'm with these guys we're badass Ooh, mouse <laughs> chasing as goblins do um so you stand on opposite sides of a wall and then running around the corner here. Um, in the town of Kalmerkren, in the nation of Katapesh. Years ago, this town was overrun by bandits, gnolls, and slave havers, but recently it was reclaimed by adventurers and is now well on its way back to seize its original mantle as a prosperous trading post. Um, while several of the buildings remain in ruins, numerous work crews toil around and do providing roofs and temporary lodging. Um, you stand before, or I guess against, one of the larger buildings, an ancient church, where you have been hired to meet with a representative for the esoteric order of the Palantine Eye, a Lady Karosima Vord. She has promised you the enticing sum of 45 gold per, per person, along with the promise of great treasure to be found on the journey. Um, As you have arrived at the agreed upon meeting play, it's, um, a sort of somewhat hunched over her man and, and walks up to you. Um, 
he um, sort of gives a nod to the two visible members of the group. I am Cadmus Gate, yeah, Lady Evord's assistant. Um, I believe you have an invitation for me. Sorry, it was Cadmus? Cadmus Gitea. Yeah. Cadmus, nice to meet you. Push off the wall, send a hand. I'm Hale. Pleasure. Uh, I'm sure I've got I'm sure I've got that invitation somewhere. Hold on. Um shit. Uh Oh, pulls off backpack. This will just take one second. Here, hold this. <laughs> Give him the, back, the apple. He takes it somewhat suspiciously and just crosses his arms. It's fine. It's not going to explode on you. Someone told you to eat an apple in the scenes. He looked more like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, here you go. Uh, I'll trade you. He takes the invitation, um, looks it over, hands it back to you. And the young man steps aside, gestures towards the descending. Dis going down stairwell in the center of the room. Clearing his throat, he loudly proclaims, you enter the distinguished presence of Lady Charisma Board, first throne of the esoteric order of the Palantine Eye. My lady, your mercenaries have arrived. There's a sweeping gesture to the staircase as a bemused voice echoes out from the stairwell. Cobbles, might I remind you that we are meant to be a secret society. Perhaps next time you might refrain from speaking our name to every common laborer. Send my new arrivals down to meet me, if you please. I lean in. Busted. He looks a bit ashamed, but still rather proud of his own position and hers. I adjust Aster's position from my arm to my shoulder and then just sort of shadow out from where I was standing to like right behind the guy. Yeah, a bit quieter next time would be nice. Don't worry. You'll, um, no one will notice you while you're standing next to Fix, the rabbit slayer, Bane of Squirrels. I just use my foot just try to stand there looking as impressive as he can. I use my foot to very gently nudge Bix towards the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> For real, we tried to get him to change that. He won't. You descend. And as you enter the room below, Lady Vord is sitting on a small stool. Posture refined despite her surroundings. Her features are stern and she keeps her black hair streaked with strands of gray pulled back in a long braid. Despite the heat, she wears an embroidered black gown. An expensive lantern left rests near the foot of her, illuminating a door that appears to have once been barred. 
metal plate hidden in the center of the door, or is covered with etched lines in strange patterns. Lady Ford is in the process of copying these those runes into a journal emblazoned with a golden scarab beetle with this single eye on its back. As you arrive, she sets down the journal and rises to meet you, speaking in a heavy, elastic accent, which I have just made a random guess about which accent that is. I apologize sincerely to our Pathfinder lore aficionados. We apologize to the Avasti people. Well, no, I'm apologizing to the people who are like, oh, come on, that's obviously a blank accent. That's canon. We have the cinematic or whatever. Um, uh, and I had a picture of her that I was supposed to show you. Uh, yeah. I'll I'll get you the picture in a second. It's it's no just worries. um yeah. Um the order appreciates your presence here today. I trust that the figure in my summons was sufficient to secure your services. I have have been studying with great interest a report from one of our agents, a Magnumarian by the name of Calari Deverian, regarding an object of interest. We have reason to believe a treasure of particular import lies under the Pale Mountain in an ancient complex called the Tomb of Larseft. I have been planning an attempt to retrieve it for some time, but I've received word that the dangerous cultists called the Knights Herald seek this treasure as well, and have sent forces to retrieve it. Hence, I have secured your services, as rather than waiting for agents of the Order to arrive more slowly. Fortunately, we have one advantage they do not. The majority of the tomb is a labyrinth that, while compact, is difficult to navigate and rumored to be filled with traps and beasts. Karari's research, however, though, reveals a back entrance to the tomb lower in the slopes of the Pale Mountain. The entrance is said to appear as blank stone with a scar across the mountain. With luck, you should be able to reach the tomb and secure the treasure before the night heralds can even enter the complex. Cadmus has prepared a map of your route. The object I require is a large gemstone with a series of shifting hieroglyphs glowing within it. If you can read the hieroglyphs, you will note they resemble a number that appears to be counting down. Kilmar's text refers to this gemstone as a countdown clock. Fairly obvious, really. Uh, but the other than the rumors of it being hid in Tulaf Seth's tomb, we know little about the specific location. All other treasures you find in the tomb are yours to keep, though the Order may wish to purchase valuable items to our efforts. 
but it's for adding a special fair price. All right. For the record, by the way, Ustalov is apparently the Pathfinder version of Ravenloft. So make of that what you will. I'm going to call that fine <laughs> because I feel like that was as close to Ravenloft without being offensive as I can go. Legit. She sort of. I mean, this time. Sounds legit to me. So let me just clarify. You want us to go to a tomb and find a countdown clock inside the tomb? Yes, mostly. Just want to make sure I hadn't missed anything. Before the night arrows. Before what? Before the night terrors come and get the clock before us. Got it. Got it. It's a race. Heralds. Heralds. Yeah, that's what I said. (laughs) I mean, the only question I have is what are we going to do after lunch then? So, who is, whose tomb is this again? I know very little, but it is called Tulasaf's tomb, so I assume Tulasaf, uh, whose name will appear in chat as soon as Aaron transcribes it. <laughs> Do I know anything about Tularsef? Uh, what lore skills do you have? Do I know anything about Tularsef with what? alcohol lore? I have lore scouting. <laughs> I'm not more hunting. No. That's it. No. <laughs> Probably not. He was not one of the great drunkards of history or brewers. Unfortunately, that would be great, but it's not mentioned in this adventure if he okay. was. Um I'm just saying alcohol lore is the greatest lore skill I have ever seen in a role-playing game. Yeah, I I remember this. Yeah, this very much reflects on the uh, similar thing where what was it? Um, Fantasy Age has brewing alcohol as one of its major skills. Yep. Like yep. everything else is pretty normal. Then it's like alcohol brewing, separate category. I mean, really as well it should be making a tabletop game. That that will save any adventuring party a castle's worth of money. That's fair. That's fair. Unfortunately, <laughs> if you can brew your own alcohol, it also removes the hub where 90% of your adventures will start. Well, no, because then you can go... So, so it's, it's just a skill, the same way that, um, like, stealth is a skill. Right. But if you're brewing alcohol, why do you need to go to the bar where the adventurer will play? So you can sell your alcohol to the tavern. (laughs) Oh, good. Nice one. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Back to the game. Um, No, we're supposed to be making commentary because it's a play test. It's fine. So do you have a direction for us? I mean, we were giving, we're being given a map. 
Indeed. I'm assuming we started going back up the stairs. I'm get yeah. I'm guessing the map will show us the direction. Um. Yeah. No. You. I missed. You give us that. How far away are we going? I missed that we were getting a map in the block text in the box text. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, There's a map. The hand-drawn map you'll be given by uh, upstairs. Cool. How um, what, how long of a trip is this? Uh, well, it will be through difficult terrain. And it will probably, hopefully, take you around a week. Because right. you don't know the details. We will be back in a week and five minutes. Indeed. That's how long it's going to take us to, 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 to. Is there anything? Stay right through. Um, getting paid. It's the tomb of a dead guy who you don't know anything about, and you got a map for it. I think we're good. And uh, sorry, we're racing the 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 night heralds there, right? Yes. All right, so my question, unless, uh, can I get a roll to know who the Night Heralds are? Um, Any idea who they are or where they are? I'm going to say you can make me an untrained lore check if you would like. Okay. Uh, They are a secret society, so it's going to be a bit challenging, but you can also ask. I I rolled a natural 20. (laughs) I rolled a natural 5. Which, I'm going to say Bix has with, with no idea who they are. Gives me a five. Um, I mean, night heralds. Presumably they herald night or darkness. That yeah. seems to be if, if I don't know, I'm about to ask. Um, anyway. Yeah, but natural 20. You have heard whispers of the night heralds. Uh, you don't necessarily know any details of their exact motivations or movements, but you know that they are group of cultists, as she said previously, um, usually considered to be somewhat evil or at least nefarious and coming into more power recently than they have previously had. You don't know who they follow or why, because again, secret society, but yeah. Response to this information, I reach into my bag, grab some bird food. So, okay, you said this place is underneath uh, uh, the Pale Mountain. Pale Mountain. Anything you can tell us about that? Like, what are what kind of what kind of um, would the Pale Mountain or the natives? Would would lore scouting help me know anything about the Pale Mountain? Actually, uh. Um, sure, you know, you're a local, that, that seems reasonable. Um, the Bale Mountain is a volcanic mountain in the Brazen Peaks, near the border with Osirgen. The Pale Mountain stands above its nearby fellows and is occupied by many dangerous creatures, notably gnolls. Um, you can also make me a roll if you would like to. 16 on my lore scouting. Uh, definitely Knowles would be something you're aware of. You're somewhat local. The Pale Mountain is a dormant volcano, so that 
itself. It's cold up in mountains. Also, there might be magma, lava, whatever, depending on where you're going. Um, hopefully it doesn't rot because that would, that would die. That I mean, would yeah, at that point, we're no longer really concerned about finding a tomb anymore. Right. Yeah. yeah um, I mean, did you ask about the foreshadowing? Yes. Yeah. What? Okay. So, so what's the deal with these night herald fuckers? The heralds worship horrid things from beyond the stars and seek to bring these monsters to our world. The specifics of their mission are unknown to me, but I do know that they flee from the enlightened path and see. The only destruction in the future. All right. So we're so 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 we're fighting. Destroy the. We're gonna be. We're gonna be facing off with destroy the world cultists and gnolls. Cool. I mean, we haven't fought a gnoll since. We fought a gnoll. Have we ever fought a gnoll, guys? I have not with you. I don't like gnolls. I'm trying to remember. There was, there was the I uh, there. Uh, we fought. Is it, wasn't that what those furry fuckers we fought were? No, that was a hyena. Oh, yeah, close, close enough. So it, so it was like those things, except for, you know, with weapons. And standing up, yes. Cool. All right. I'm good. When do we go? Probably now. If you head upstairs, this Cadmus has prepared items to assist you. Oh, sweet! We get we we get bonus. stuff. Works way, for me. The way, Chief. Been a pleasure. Turn around. Head up. Follow after the two of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, follow along. Leave right. the underground chamber. Uh, upstairs, Cadmus uh, sort of looks around to the group of you. Hey, I um, guess we're supposed to get geared up. Um, yes, I have. He'll pull out. Um, an ivory scroll tube, which he hands to the group of you. I um, hand it straight over to to uh as I go back to roll twenty so I can remember just Bix. <laughs> Bix takes it, sniffs it, licks it. You should Don't try worry, it. he'll do great with it. You should try opening it. Yeah, right. <laughs> um just to shortcut it, it's a scroll of fly. Oh. Um, and hands you a, a well-drawn map that I do believe is already in Roll20. Thus should be much easier to... 
I see the handout. Sweet. Well drawn map. Yep. It's how it's described, but they it didn't well give drawn. me separate maps. It is, so. it is indeed well drawn, yes. I'm all, yeah, yeah, no, props props to the artist on all of this book, by the way. Not necessarily the person who did the layout, but like the person who did all of the artwork. Love your stuff. Also, whoever did all the maps. You did, you did that really well. Yeah. The person who decided how to lay out the magical items, we need to have words. I understand you probably have a very important job, but I don't think you accomplished your objective in this case. Now, this does seem to be part of a map, as it is part B. No, it's map B, because map A was last chapter. Ah, I see. Let's I can show you map A in I, the no, Abyssary. I see. Got it. Um, yes. You'll encounter map C, I think, later in this chapter, but possibly next chapter. Oh, uh, I, I'll, I'll indicate the map and say, I'll take care of that if you want. Yeah. Hand it back. And um, last, he pulls out from sort of a side aid cubby um, uh, the long sword. Plus one longsword. Ooh, come to uh, come to Daddy Hale. <laughs> As each of you have received one item, that worked out well. Sword, a map, and a scroll. And a spell scroll. Yep. I feel like I got the shitty end of this of this trio. <laughs> you totally did, and I uh, no, uh, I'm I mean, I you can have I'm... the scroll case. I've got one of my own. It's fine. See, you get two items, Vacton. It's fine. As you turn to leave, uh, Cadmus speaks up once more. In the name of Lady Vord, may you find speed and insight on your course. For her performing this service, so you will earn good name with the order, a reward greater than coin, in whether you believe it is so or not. Oh, and I was supposed to offer you camels. Um, it, do you guys want some camels to go with the potential reward of reputation? Fuck yes. Yes. The answer is always yes to camels. Do they oh, okay, let me, let me go get those camels that aren't in any of the box text, even though everything else is. Mostly because I don't really have to guide these guys on across wherever we're going. They, they might not be able to take the entire journey with you, but they should help you move faster. Um, I'm naming this sword Cole. Short for colon perforator. You do that. For some reason, I thought you were going to go with colon power, and I don't know why. <laughs> no, because I don't want to anger our DM with puns. <laughs> I expect puns and lewd jokes from you guys now. I'm just silently and vocally disappointed. 
I was gonna say silently and really. <laughs> I, I silently shake my fist at you sometimes. Yeah, that's fair. And vocally shake your fist sometimes. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's mount up. Yep. I help Bix mount a camel because I imagine that Bix cannot reach the camel. <laughs> no, even when the camel like kneels down, it's like grabs. <laughs> reach down, pick the goblin up, put it on the camel. Why do you not actually tell me distances when you say to track how long things take? Note to designer. <laughs> yeah. I was named um, Camel Charlene. Yes. Mine's name is. Um. <laughs> Only if we get to light it on fire later. <laughs> you completely misunderstand those commercials, I think. I pull out a pipe. I mean, if you light a camel named Joe on fire and just inhale the fumes, <laughs> isn't that the same thing? No, it's not. Cigarette? That's a very different smell and effect. <laughs> Both isn't physically there and psychologically. A cigarette mascot that I could be making a joke about. Joe yes, Cam Joe. yes, Joe Camel is the name of the camel cigarette mascot. As might have been clear from that comment, I don't smoke and thus am kind of removed from things like cigarette marketing. I don't smoke either. <laughs> I mean, they don't really do cigarette marketing anymore. Yeah, they did when I was younger. Yeah, Joe Campbell okay, was But totally in my cool. defense, you live in Georgia where more of the marketing is targeted. Fair, that's fair. Uh, um, Joe, Joe Camel was the cool camel that smokes, kids. Yes, he was. And there was, a, was a comma there, and there camel. was a comma in that sentence. Somewhere. Because it's that, a very different camel if, it's, if it doesn't have that comma. <laughs> Commas save lives. Let's eat, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> The only difference between a holiday meal and cannibalism is a comma. <laughs> yep. And like context clues and common sense and typical social norms, but sure, the grammatical indicator was what led to this misunderstanding, not a complete social ineptitude and a lack of morality. It's also the difference between Jeffrey Dahmer and a family outing. Or pandas eat shoots and leaves. <laughs> As we move on. Um... We're just buying time for you to do whatever you need to do. For vamping. Let's eat, kids. <laughs> Why are you saying you need to track how long it takes and then tell me exactly how long it's going to take? Sorry, I have been 
trying to figure out this particular piece of the adventure and I figured I'd figure it out while we were doing text boxes and I didn't. <laughs> um, it happens. No worries. But yes. Um, you guys begin to travel towards the Pale Mountain. Um, if you would like, each day, one PC can give a DC 18 survival check to determine the progress the group makes. It's on day two, since I know Vactin will want day one. I mean, I was going to do all of them. wanted. Nope, it's on day two. I totally told you the DC, didn't I? Yeah, it doesn't did. matter. Roll anyways. Uh, whoever wants to roll for the first day, I gather, will be Valton. Uh, Vactin. 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 That's easier. Vactin's easier. Uh, that's gonna be me. I right. get a plus eight to my survival roll. You find your travel time unaffected as I go into the bestiary to determine how fast camels move. For day two, by the way, I rolled a nine. Why would I ever give you the map? <laughs> um, You're holding the map upside down. I held it right. I just wasn't paying attention. I had the compass in front of you. I'm holding it for you. <laughs> so I'm going to say um, what's a good contested role for is there a leadership skill? There might be. I assume leadership is either under society or performance. Yeah, I'm going to say make contested performance checks to see who of you actually oh, makes the roll for the I don't, second. I don't mind letting Hale roll. That was just me reacting to after the nine. <laughs> just, yep. why would I ever do that? <laughs> what okay. came over me? <laughs> you said it with confidence. and you said, <laughs> you said I can do this, and I believed you. I don't know why I believed you. <laughs> So on the first day, you make decently good time traveling on your camels, um, which, as you'll notice in the rulebook section about traveling, which has a travel timetable that it really would have been nice if you had pointed out that that's actually how time is being calculated. Um, so, yeah. On page 316 or so, yep. um, you have camels, which have a 35 feet movement speed, uh -huh. meaning that you make it 28 miles per day. Um, oh, okay out of a total. All of these things need to be more clearly laid out because they're just in the middle of entirely separate flavor text paragraphs. Yeah. It's like, this is actually how long it needs, it takes them, or yep. this is how long the journey is. So out of an 80 mile total to the thing that's the next important thing, you make it 28 of those miles. Nice. So, 52 left. 
or you make it 20 of those miles. And then on the second day. With a nine. With a nine. Which is not terrible, I want to point out. You got, that's what I get if I roll a one. A nine is definitely going to be a failure. Yeah, um, well, you dress funny. I do. You eat apples like an asshole. You're not wrong. But it is just not a critical failure. Meaning Maybe you only we're good. move four miles less instead of eight miles less. Um, so that puts us at 32 miles away. Because <sighs> you said it was 80 to start with. 80 minus 28 minus... Is 52 is 32. Okay. Um, and we camp by the oh, way oh wait uh, sorry 24 mm. so yeah so minus 28 20. miles 20 mi 28 miles away all right awesome i'm letting them do math for me as you may have noticed whenever uh for whatever it's worth whenever we camp i'll be foraging for food okay using Basically my background using my, using my background skill forager <laughs> background feet or yeah um you make your way through the low hills and other or um sort of rough terrain in um oh oh i stand corrected i'm sorry that was a 10 okay hey i guess i'll do it this way still a <laughs> still a failure but but two higher than if I had rolled a natural one. Oh, sorry, no. One higher than if I had rolled a natural Because I have clever improviser, so I get a plus one to any skill I'm an untrained in. So at one point, you improvise and actually find a slightly more stable path that the camels can move around along fairly quickly. Another point, you're like, that improvising worked, and decide on a different route that ends up with a detour that your ranger has to drag you guys back from. You don't, you have lost your map privileges. And that's about when you camp down for that night. Um, Oh. <laughs> they gave us the items based on who could use them. Hale got a sword, Bix got a scroll, and, <laughs> and Vakhtan got the map. Got map. <laughs> Legit. All of those items were totally customized. It wasn't one custom item and two things that any party would get. <laughs> uh, yeah. But... Um, yeah. Oh, I should be asking if any of you want to be doing adventuring activities. Yes, foraging. Um, Bix will go hunting for small game. 
All right. Yes, he uses his spells to hunt. Okay. I have a feat. Forge your feet. While surviving in the wilderness during downtime, you can always find enough food and water to provide yourself a substance, a substance, subsistence living. Provided you aren't in an area that comes, that is completely lacking in resources. If you are trained, but not better, I am trained finding food and water for another, uh, for another, or providing a comfortable living still requires you to attempt survival checks and hope for a critical success. Uh, on any other successful result, you still only find enough for yourself. I'm an expert, though, so if expert, even without rolling, you can always find enough food and water for your own comfortable living or subsistence living for yourself and one other creature that eats roughly as much as a human. And on a critical success, you find enough for a second additional creature. So if I roll a critical success on whatever DC that is, I can get enough for all of us. Yeah, there's some complicated math about how hard surviving is, but just make me that roll, and I will... Um, keep in mind, Bix will eat almost anything. Yeah. I, yeah, it's going to be slightly less challenging because you don't need to feed three human-sized forces. Yeah. You need to feed... Two and a half. Two and kind of a half. But then again, you can also feed that other half rocks <laughs> if you can't find anything. Leaves, things like that, you will... Uh, 21. Also, Bix has rations. Yeah. Um, so, yes. Yeah. So, so if we fail to forage, Bix has a camel. We all, we, we all have rations. I'm just hoping to limit our need to use them. Yeah. <laughs> so with the 21, you find enough food for Bix in addition to the amount that you would sort of just sort of instinctively get. You do a few Red Dead Redemptions. Uh, you do a few Red Dead Redemption 2 cutscenes. Yeah. And acquire food. Come back with like a hyena over my already been skinned. No! No, this is a hyena. <laughs> I'm kidding. I know that's not a, a null at this point. I do retain information. Wear it as a hat. No. You look great. You can make it talk. You, can... you wear it as a hat. Okay. I was going to say, you realize <laughs> okay. he's going to do it. Yeah. That's going to smell. Let's make me a hat. Bix now has three hats. A sort of dragon costume hat. A so whatever your hat of disguise currently looks like. And, a and just a rotting animal carcass. Just the or head. at least the skin just the, thereof. Just the head. I put the skin in a bag and the rest of the meat over a fire. Okay. The rotting bits of a head that you can't really harvest, so probably mostly the ears. Skull. The skull. And he's going to tie it to his head like a hat. Fuck. You enjoy. Really, Vactin? Makes it that much easier for people not to notice me. You're not wrong. And who's making our third day survival? <laughs> me. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> I, I'm trained in it. Do it, Bix. Do it. 
Do Bix it! Bix is trained! I don't give Bix the map. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I got a 19. Despite not having the map, Bix is doing passably well. We're going that way! At not getting separated, not going off course. Uh, do you want to make a roll as well? Or? I, I, I got a 27. Okay, that is... Do you ever just hate how bad you are at arithmetic? Because it's obviously 10 plus a number is that number with one more digit. And I'm, one, I'm one below uh, critical. Yeah. Yes, I figured that out. It just took me longer than it should have. I'm just like, I'm just like, yeah, Bix, that way. Just like, again, using my foot just to turn him as he goes. <laughs> it's that way. <laughs> All right. Um... Yeah, that's that's plenty for you to make it to the checkpoint. Yeah, At which mine, point Charlie. you are actually where the map begins. That well-drawn map you have in your... Uh, the well-drawn map. Uh, the south end or the north end? B1. Okay, the rocks. This is part of why I gave you that version of the map, because it's much easier to... <clears throat> uh, be like this this thing that's indicated on the map. Fair enough. Um, Why does that rock look like a giant B and a number one? That seems odd to me. Yeah. Straight. Yeah. Once you reach the road marked, the old road marked on the map above the foothill falls, um, It tells me that you didn't encounter any random encounters on the way there. That, that's weird, weird place for that bit of oddly I'm, prescient. Yes, it, it's just that that's after it tells you what you're rolling, what you do during that if something goes badly. All of that information. Um, it's like once you arrive, there weren't any random encounters on the way. Is that like something we're supposed to notice? No, it just means <laughs> the playtest didn't feel like putting in random encounters because it skews things. Um, um, <coughs> in the foot, it hills. Um, The area between the old road and the sand flats, which is B2, that's not a mountain, that's sand, apparently, um, is a two-mile-wide expanse of difficult terrain covered by thorny underbushes. Um, As you travel into this area, um, um, 
midway through you're sort of trudging through these bushes that are difficult terrain so harder for you guys to cross um we're gonna just roll initiative because this part of the adventure is laid out really weirdly okay all right perception based um, that would make the most sense uh worth noting astra doesn't need a uh uh initiative because he just operates off of my initiative correct 20 also 20 Yeah. Ah. What? Every time I click in to add my add my 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 initiative, it was somebody was doing some sort of reset. Oh. It's fine. <laughs> Bad timing. We find the cutest animals for these. Well, this is actually the same picture I used for your hyena. <laughs> But yes, I do. For fuck's sake, I hate windows. I don't even know what I did this time. Sorry, guys. What happened? Um, yeah. Um. Oh, were you guys trying to stealth? I wasn't. No, like if there's nothing, if there's nothing, so. if there was nothing obvious that we need to be hiding from, then no. All right. Um, Would have been keeping an eye out though. That I. Hmm. Roll me just a flat roll to see which initiative modifier they're going to end up using, or a perception roll. For what initiative modifier they're going to end up using, I guess. The uh, 18. Okay. Um, yeah, that's fine. Um, and position yourselves where you would roughly be as you're traveling, um, keeping in mind in that this area is difficult terrain um, with a few exceptions that need to be placed on the map. Did we, are we still on our camels or did we have to stop those or what? You're entering initiative so your camels spontaneously despawn because there isn't really description for what. Weirdly, for something they explicitly offer, it seems like you're really not expected to take the camels. All right. Probably, it probably they probably expected we were going to use that three hundred or two hundred extra silver that we got to buy horses. There may also, uh, there there may also be like a like a subsection somewhere stupid, as. Oh yeah, there's there are traveling with animal like, subsections all over get, the place. Once you get past certain, once you get past this point, the camels will no longer be needed, and they can leave them behind. Oh yeah, I, I know where the camels will no longer be needed. It's just it's past where you currently are. <laughs> uh, so presumably you still have them. All right. In that case. Uh. Please. 
up ahead since I'm sort of leading yeah. direction. Everything about this part of the adventure was weirdly. I get, I get what you're trying to test, and I think it's good that you're testing it, but it, you're doing it weirdly. Uh, Head's not flat enough, Jeremy. Nope. <sighs> Screw it. Using my Mac. Screw it. We'll do it live. We always do it live, especially me. was not the phrase that was used. No, it wasn't. But screw it was the phrase that was used by Aaron, therefore I had to adapt. Um. And then, oh. You know, so I acknowledge that I'm taking a fair amount of time to set this up, but I just want to acknowledge that this would take far longer with a, like, physical, with the anticipation of a physical, like... Oh, for sure. Um, where you have to, like, set up little minis or draw your own map on paper or something. What the hell is that you're holding up? That's no moon. I mean, clearly it's not a moon. It's I a, agree with you. It's a blue snowball. Oh, okay. Yes. I just... It's got a little hole in the bottom of it that you... Right. You're being very reckless with that microphone. Um, as you guys are going along, what are your characters doing? Uh, riding a camel. Looking at a map <laughs> and at the surroundings. Um, <laughs> what is that? That would be some shutter shades. Yep. Yep. Um, They're shades that make you look like shredder. Except they're too small, so your head comes out on either side of the helmet, but... I mean... <laughs> Where does one actually get Shredder Shades? Loot Crate! I was gonna guess Pizza Hut. Fair enough. Loot Crate, which comes with a bunch of other completely useless little chintzy pieces of crap. Don't get me wrong, I like Loot Crate. But some of this stuff is fucking useless. Like the uh, Freddy, like the uh, the Freddy Krueger chopsticks that yeah. you can't use as right chopsticks. Here. Yeah. Right fucking here. I pulled them out of the hand, like the ones that I got. I pulled them out. It's of the, the hand. only way you can do it. And then the, the they're not they're not Freddy Krueger at that point. So what's the point? Oh, yeah, they're, like they're just metal chopsticks. Like seriously, unusable as chopsticks. Yeah, you can't. You cannot use them as chopsticks. Because is that that? No aren't those the Aren't those back things supposed to be like smart uh, chopstick helper grips for kids? They're Maybe. too far back. Well, okay. yeah, they're too far. It's too yeah, long. Yeah, usually there's. So 
admittedly I've never actually used them, but at cons all the time, they sell these little, mm. usually animal themed things that you stick on the back of your chopsticks to make that them hold them together. Yeah. I gave my nieces and nephews some of those when they in were theory, little. that would work and this it would be doable with these except for the chopsticks themselves are too long for it to work properly. Okay, fair enough. I mean, don't get me wrong, the chopsticks themselves are perfectly fine as chopsticks. They're nice, solid, you know. Mm -hmm. They just don't actually work if you have the theming. That, that That's rough. And if you take them off, then why did you get them from Loot Crate? <laughs> I mean, Luke, he just gave me a pair of free cho free chopsticks as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, you're not wrong. Because I paid for the they're shirt. Not... I didn't pay for the chopsticks. Yeah. <laughs> they're not free. They're part of your... If blank is gambling, blank is gambling. Yeah. yeah I also yeah. have these ones. Your European definitions of gambling, which are distinct from American ones because of what we both consider gambling and how it is regulated. Um, but yeah. As uh, you guys find yourselves in this field of difficult terrain, which I will remind you means that moving into a box costs five more feet of movement. Because that's how they decide to do it. Ooh, I have a thing um, for that. There are purple boxes, which are hedges that are also difficult terrain, but might be hard might hurt to go through because they're sharp. Okay. And then there's green circles that are not difficult to write. And as you are, are traveling along, um, uh, does this qualify as underbrush? Sure, that makes a fair amount of sense. Because I have terrain stalker, uh, which is like one type of difficult terrain. I picked, I had picked underbrush. Uh, while unseen by all non-allies in that type of terrain, I can sneak without the need to attempt a stealth check. Oh wait, no, never mind. It doesn't. It doesn't affect. It does not affect difficult terrain. Never mind. I thought it did. That's something else that I did. Oh no, wait, no. Expand on, on wrong thing. I encourage you to read up on the rules for difficult terrain while I have to deal with the stupid sheet that doesn't make a ton of sense. Oh yeah, no, that's I can track through diff I can track at full speed. Uh, oh, fair enough. The terrain, but that's that's yeah. that's that's something yeah. else. Yeah. I make twenty three. Isn't it between? Isn't it a little further over? Uh, that's pretty close to where it is. I thought they were, I thought they came out at like, um, like these two. Uh, sir. Like they're a little bit further apart. It's slightly. It varies from artist to artist. That's fair. And then one, and then the third claw is in her foot. Yep. Oh, is it like Vash's knife boot thing? X, yeah, X23. Except it, for hers, it comes out of be, between yeah. her like big toe and... Yeah, <laughs> X23 has... She still has all three of the of the blades. Yeah. It's just She's two are on her hands on, and one's on her foot. And then one on her foot. Which is weird. I um, mean, her 
the 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 people who created her were a little weird. <laughs> yeah, her entire context has always been slightly odd. Um, Feel better than Wolverina. Fair enough. I, I'm not disputing that she's a good character. Just, I mean, she's no honey badger, but outside of that see here's the problem is that you can just say a random two words and that will likely have been a i know who honey badger is though i know who honey badger is she's the clone of the clone of the clone she's the, she is laura's clone correct she is a yeah she is she is a uh i would say 13 is probably the about the right age um clone of of laura who has the healing factor and also uh, 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 no pain sense, and is Laura's exact opposite in personality in that she is sunny and optimistic and really kind of adorable. Does she have one blade in her hands and two feet? No, no, she <clears throat> she still has the two. I don't know if she's ever. I don't know if she's ever displayed the the foot blade, but I know she has the two hands. And she has a wol- She has a pet Wolverine named Jonathan. Of course she does. Jonathan is best Wolverine for that, the record. Everyone else is wrong. Doreen gave her a, a, a Wolverine because she was she was a clone of a clone of Wolverine. Also, I feel like Squirrel Girl makes friends by providing them animals or discovering their animal adjacent superpowers. Koi boy. Um, Koi boy. He's he's eye candy. He's the eye candy in Scroll Girl book. Yeah, he is. He is absolutely the eye candy character in Scroll Girl. Okay, read Scroll Girl. Read also whatever Honey Badger is in these days. X twenty three. Okay, read X twenty three. Um, and we're going to finally start combat. <laughs> As Vakten, you have been keeping an eye out. And you notice movement in the bushes in a few places and the distinct sort of um, fur of a hyena. What do you want to do? I will sort of stop my camel, I guess, uh, and just call out hyenas. And I'm going to do a thing that is based entirely on Thing that I can do as a class. Uh, I'm going to mark the nearest one as my hunt target. I don't think it requires anything other than just... The three books that I have to go through to get my stuff. For your basic martial class. Yes, for my basic martial class. <laughs> I mean, that's partially because they've modified it with, uh, with the errata, yeah. but... Uh, single target. I indicate a single target within 100 feet of my target. Um, while hunting that creature, I gain the benefits. I gain uh, reduced penalty to my attacks. Uh, da, 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 da. Also get. I also get my hunter's edge ability. None of which affects difficult terrain. So I'm still gonna have to deal with the difficult terrain. All right. Um, I'm gonna indicate the. I'm actually going to indicate this middle one here. Okay. Actually, can I see that one? You can see all three of them. Is that a hyena? 
That looks like a bear. It's a little hard to tell they're all in the bushes, but that one seems a bit bigger. I'm going to indicate that one is my hunt target then. Okay. I'm not, also because it's on the other side of the clear. Uh, yeah, so, fair enough. Uh, dismount. Uh, so action, declare hunt target, action to move. 10, 20, 25. Well, that's that's not difficult. Yeah, 25. Yeah, but the, yeah, because it was 10, 20. So moving into it moving is Moving into it is yeah. 5, yeah. Um... Da, 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 da. That's the full amount of my movement because my armor reduces my speed by five. And I will use my third action to command Aster to do a flyby attack. So Aster will fly. Aster's on. Um, Aster will fly. Uh, five and. 15 and will claw at okay. this creature. And Alan. Which I assume is typical AC, not touch AC? Uh yeah, it's just regular AC. Does a right. twenty does a twenty-two hit it? A twenty-two will hit. Alright. It takes three points of slashing damage. And Aster will continue the movement as as per flyby attack. Um, back to me. Aster right. has a sixty foot fly speed. Um, fair enough. Uh, how much damage of what type? Uh, three slashing damage. All right. Oh, this one doesn't have any. All right, you. Aster sort of soars off, raking claws across this hound do hyenadun. Hyenadun? Hyenadun? I don't know. When I googled it, Ark Survival Evolved came up, so I stopped looking at it. <laughs> that is fair. Hy hyenadun. Hyenadun. Sounds like it. Hyen. The hyena across the hyenadon's back, and you can see it a little more clearly. <clears throat> uh, that's all three of your actions. So, hail. Yep. So, I hear hyena, and I say, You mean four footed knoll? <laughs> and for my action, I am spurring my camel. Because my camel has a better movement than I do. Okay. To go 10, 20, 30. I dismount here. I don't know if dismount is part of my is part of that move action. Dismount can be part of your move action okay. in this case. And I'm going to attack this. Hyena, this four-footed knoll. I'm sorry. Okay, go for it. Uh, and hold on just a second. I need to look up all my shit. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, you're willing to... Yep. Yeah, I pull out pull out my 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 
one sort of end of my scimitar. Uh, first attack is a twenty-two. I'm assuming that's a hit. Yeah, twenty-two will hit for thirteen uh, uh, slashing damage. The longsword. All right. And because I have double slice, the second one takes. Uh... Oh wait, no. Second strike. Okay. Make one strike. Sorry, this is what happens when you don't read your shit. <laughs> Make one strike with each of your two melee weapons, each of your current multiple attack penalty. Second strike takes a minus two circumstance penalty if it's made with a weapon that doesn't have the agile trait, which this does not. So I'm at minus five, so a total of minus seven, which still puts it at a, at a bonus. So my second one, I got a 16. A 16 is going to just hit. Okay. If both attacks hit, combine the attack's damage, and then add any applicable enhancements from both weapons. Uh, so basically, I'm doing all of this damage as a single strike. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so it was 13 plus, uh, where's my written D6? Uh, uh, 15, thir or th uh, 13 plus 8 is 21 damage. Yep. So you very precisely just let this hyena across dealing exactly its hit points worth of damage and killing it. Woohoo! Dead knoll! And that would be my two actions, three actions, so yeah, I'm done. All right. You know, given you keep insisting about gnolls, I want you to roll me a society check. Okay. Mostly, he is aware. He's just make. He's just cracking. Yeah, there's a specific thing that they want you to roll society checks for. Uh, that would be a thirteen. Yeah. Um. As you slice it, you see some sort of beads and paint to this wolf that definitely strike you as um. A null war hyena. Or, you know. Null it is. Oh, a particularly well-adorned four-footed null. Yep. Yep. Four-footed null. All right. It's a that battle, is their turn. A battle null. It's a battle null, sure. Because most gnolls are battle gnolls. Most, I mean, yeah, the, the distinction is fairly, fairly, fairly uh, light. Huh. Wait, that's a hydra. You're not being attacked by hydras. That would I be hope not. Bad. They're only like I mean, double the challenge rating of the things you're fighting. Our fee just went up. If we are. <laughs> I mean, if our fee goes up because we're fighting hydras, you know what I have to say. 
You're, we're not fighting a Hydra right Hail Hydra. I am silently being judged right now. See, I am silent about it sometimes. <laughs> you know what I know the best part about that? I literally didn't realize until I said it that I was using my name in a pun. I was simply trying to say, good, it's a Hydra. I appreciate that in a pop culture way. And as I said it, I realized my name was Hale. And the adventuring party Hailstorm was never heard from again. <laughs> I mean, we are in a mountain, so if rocks fall and everyone dies, it would be it would be reasonable. I, I really do hope at some point there's a reference to that in this encounter that there's just like, because there's so many mountains, that they're just like, this is the rocks fall and everyone dies trap. If they trigger it, they're dumb and they're dead. They trigger it, rocks fall. Crap. Yeah. Uh, this one's going to sort of slink that way, hoping to lure someone over. And whilst on this guy can easily get over to you because it's not difficult terrain. And so you're gonna get attacks. Come at me, Rohan. Um, I think I might. What's your AC, Jeremy? Uh, like 20. Okay, I have the highest AC in the party. Ranger tank. Right. Uh, 15. This is. Yeah, figured. Um, oh. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. I had no. I I'm just very. I had myself listed as an expert with longsword and scimitar, and I am actually at mastery level. Ah. Because weapon mastery. Well, you still killed that hyena, so I'm going to say it doesn't it matter right it. now. But yes, good did. to know going forward. It's yep. just a another plus one, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a plus another plus one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was just saying that for this instance, I don't feel like you're in enough danger to roll nope. it back. Absolutely not. And it fails to strike you three times. Does it critically fail at any point? Rolls an 11 or lower. Yeah. I don't know if there's a crit. I don't know if there's anything in the book for what happens if it critically fails to hit me, but worth noting. Uh, critical fails to hit are typically just critical fails, but I will look that up again. Um, I didn't know if there was Hard something hidden on your end that. Oh, no, not for a hyena. Okay. There are definitely things where that's the case, but hyenas are pretty simple. Wait. That makes. That <clears throat> does make it Bix's turn. Bix flies away and leaves us there. <laughs> a lovely Bix hyena is... right over there. <laughs> nope, I do realize that, but I was going to think of 
doing something else just to see how this works out. So Vix is going to stand up on top of his camel and let out a roar that sounds kind of like Baby Groot. And he's going to cast Fear, and I can affect up to five creatures within 30 feet of me. So right. I'm going to do on both of these. They need to make a Wisdom saving throw versus my DC is 18. Don't make me have to move it to him. Right. They have. All right. Uh, no. Both fail. Enough. Well, let me find the description again. And also, what happens on a critical fail? Uh, look up the page again. Because one of them rolled a three. Then, yes, the critic. Uh, if they fail, they are frightened. One on a critical failure. I page was this. Well, no, uh, on a failure. Two twenty-three. Page on a failure, they're frightened. Two. Is it just frightened two? I thought on a failure, it's frightened two. On a critical failure, it's frightened three, and they're fleeing for one. Ah. All right. Which is a status effect that we now have to look up somewhere. <laughs> Give me a minute. Pathfinder 2. Well, at least it's simpler than Pathfinder 1. Oh, I'm I was going to say Pathfinder 2. It is largely yeah. in one book. Yeah, if they succeed, if they succeed, they're saving they're, they're frightened one. Frightened one. And then failure, it's frightened two. Critical failure, it's frightened three. They frightened. Uh, you take a conditional penalty equal to the value of your checks and saving throws equal to this value to your checks and saving throws. So and fleeing and each round each round it reduces at the end of your turn it reduces by the frightened level reduces by one. But critical failure target is frightened three and fleeing for one round. So basically they have a minus three to their checks and saving throws and he has to, to flee. Yep. <clears throat> The other one who does a failure is is frightened two, which means he has a minus two to his checks. All right, cool. Uh, how many of your actions was that one? That is two actions, and I am going to stay where I am. All right. Anything else? That would be all my actions. Awesome. Give shield as All right. Uh, I'm going to use one action to command uh, Aster to uh, to command Aster to work together, uh, which means Aster is going to flank the hyena don to give me flanking, which is a minus two area C to the hyena don's AC. Uh, and then I'm going to use an action to twin to uh, to use my twin takedown ability. Um, uh, so I make two attacks. I make two attacks at no penalty at my current penalty, which is zero. Um, the second one takes a minus two if it's not agile, but my my uh, knuckle dagger is agile, so I don't have that minus two. Uh, also, because he is my hunt target, I get an extra d6 of uh, I get an extra d6 of precision damage. Um, on uh on the first hit. And then, and then, if if both of them hit, I combine them as damage. Awesome. 
Same thing as a double strike, but with other qualifiers. Um, does a... So the swing with the neck splitter uh, does a 25 hit. Uh, 25 will hit. Is it a critical success? Um, given it's at a circumstantial minus two to its AC due to being flanking, yep. a 25 is still not at critical okay. success. Um, and a 27. 27 will be a critical success. Okay. Just okay. So I'm going to be inflicting some bleed damage on uh, on this entity, um, both from the hawk and from the critical success on the knuckle dagger. Um, uh, it has 2d4 persistent bleed damage starting on its next turn. So on its turn, it'll take 2d4 bleed damage. Um, and uh, I double the damage. Other than that, yeah. And that's on the that was on the knuckle dagger. Knuckle dagger, knuckle dagger, which does the damage of a short sword. Oh wow. Um, will do twenty damage. Yeah. And the next splitter will do nine damage. So twenty nine damage total. All right, and you said there's 2d4 of persistent damage. Yep, uh, 2d4 right. persistent bleed damage, and for my third action, I am going to attack again. Fair enough. Um, I will use another twin takedown, and my hawk is still assisting me, but it can't apply 1d4 of bleed. Um, so I still have the minus two circumstantial bonus, but now I've got a... Uh, now I've got a minus three with the dagger and a minus four with the next slice. Doesn't. Um, this one might. Uh, eighteen. Eighteen. Eighteen will hit. Yes. It's not a crit, but it will. And another 18. Which All right. I already said hits. So as you oh. Sorry. Uh, that's not 18 damage. 18. No, no, that, that's 18 on the second attack. Okay. So yep. The knuckle the knuckle dagger will do Knuckle dagger deals 8 points of damage and the uh, the next splitter does 11 points of damage, so that's 19 points of damage of slashing damage on the second round of attack. Alright. On the second round of attacks, um, you dig in with your knuckle dagger, pulling out vital bits of this hyena dune, hyena dun, and killing it. <laughs> Just... Okay. <laughs> Hail. Your go. Alright. There is one very terrified hyena left. Yep. I didn't get to my persistent. Sorry. That's, <laughs> that's a, that was fine. That's a note. That is a note that persistent damage. It's not clear if it triggers when you hit or af or on its next turn. Although it seems mm -hmm. like it hits on your next turn on on its next turn, which is 
It, it, it needs to be more clarified as to when persistent damage Look, takes effect. Right. 15, or no, my, I think my movement is actually 25, so never mind. I will get as close as I can. Okay. Pull out my longbow and fire a couple shots into it. Or try to. Uh, 16 and 15. We'll both hit. Double tap with a longbow. Yep. So that is... Uh, I think, range. you don't add anything to the... No. Damage, right. So that is nine damage. All right. And that is my turn. All right. It looks hurt, but this one hadn't gotten hit yet, so it's still alive. Um, and it's their turn. And that hyena is fleeing. Which means it's gonna... And all three actions running away. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as far as I can tell, that's what fleeing means. Yep. Um, and it's going to start by fleeing this way so it can get slightly more distance. And it has a higher movement speed than your camels. Is anyone particularly desperately inclined to chase after this thing? Um, not really. Not, not specific. specific. Eh. No. Okay. Um, and you see it just whimpering and fleeing and bolting quite fast because it's got a 40-foot movement speed um, through the admittedly difficult for it as well terrain. That's right. You better run. Later, Steve. Um, Wipe my blades off Ienodon. Yep. Although, well, technically, Aster, Aster is faster than it and isn't hampered by the terrain. Aster could chase it down and kill it, but I'm not happy. Are you inclined to? Because you can. Um, uh, I'll have, yeah, but it can, it can fight back against your birds. and Yeah, I'm not inclined to have... I'm not inclined to... Aster is not a combat pet. I mean, Aster is a combat pet, but Aster is a combat when I'm right next to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because that would be an interesting fight. This <laughs> fight between the bird and the hyena. Just... <laughs> we just sit no. back, we're eating popcorn. Fly by attack, fly by attack, fly by attack. Who is the superior predator? It's... The one who hides or the skybound bird? It'd probably be Aster because Aster could just fly by attack three times around and just That's stay reasonable. in the air the entire time. Yeah. That is reasonable. It's almost like trained animals are better than untrained animals at <laughs> things like combat tactics. I got sitting back on the camels and me just going. And as you imagine, you probably could do that. It's not worth it to you. Absolutely and isn't worth it. Creature just disappears. Sure. It's not yeah. worth the risk. Mostly. We don't know if hyenas have opportunity or, or even if these hyenas are special hyenas who have opportunity attack. Fair, it's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Fly by, woo, chomp! <laughs> what? <laughs> well, that's so much for your bird. Yeah. Yeah. Aster's got, Aster's got, 
Aster's got some health, I'm sure. Aster's got 22 hit points. Yeah. Um, yeah. So looking at the hyena corpses, each of them bears a ragged collar, brands, and a few primitive piercings. So that all suggests that they were once domesticated. Um, these, these look like they belong to Noel. I would like to investigate the body of this and just sort of see what I can, if I can find any details other than that it's dead now. Difficulty 14 society roll? Sorry, I shouldn't say the difficulty all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, let, let me rephrase. They're not war knolls. Uh, 16. They're knoll hounds. Yeah, they, they're domesticated by gnolls, uh, as you kind of hit on the head without having to be told. Um, and, and yeah, presumably they belong to a tribe that either they somehow got separated from or is no longer around. Um, does it look because like they wouldn't be hunting on their own like this if they were yeah. actively with a tribe of gnolls? Does it look like they've just been hanging around this area, or does it look like they had a hideout somewhere nearby that I could maybe track them track back from, you know, sort of track back to? Uh, it kind of seems like they're scavengers. Well, they just—they were just in the area. They just happened to be in the area. They—they no. they definitely don't seem like they've been well fed yeah. at the very least. Looks like they just got separated from. Whatever used to run around with them. Yep. <sighs> right. Well, waste not, what not. Pull out my dagger, start skinning the the the, the hyena don. One red dead two cutscene later. <laughs> and it gonna, aren't these things gonna be here later? Waste not, what not. Ex waste time not, want time not. That was good eating. Already done skinning it by this point. <laughs> it doesn't literally take as short as <laughs> No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> no, yeah. Also, there are hyenas around. I say as I'm skinning this one. Okay, that's a valid point. <laughs> Our friend will come back to eat his friends. Yes, he will. <laughs> okay, point made. Have fun. Skin the hyena dawn. That's food tonight. And get back on the camel. Yep. And you on to the next uh, towards heading towards the lonely mountain. What's it called again? The pale, pale mountain. That one. I mean, we are right at the base of it. Yep. The yep. looming pale rise of the pale. The looming presence of the Pale Mountain rises to the northeast. Its slope looks rugged and foreboding. The overgrown track of, lay of, of old road winds through the foothills. No visible trail leads up into the tangle of scrubs and brambles that you're currently in. And, but the, you travel through the brambles towards the dormant volcano's lobes. Eventually, arriving at the sand flats, um, 
The brush, bramble, and trees have receded, replaced by a sandy flatland bordered by a winding tributaries of a river. Small river flows down from the slopes of the pale mountain, cascading over a few small waterfalls. The widest fork of the river passes to the north of the sand flats, where most most of the sat most of which are saturated with enough water to be packed hard. That doesn't quite make sense, but okay. Mud. Um, yeah. It's mud now. Yes, but it's a very weird way of saying. Oh yeah, that. yeah. Hard packed sand. Mud. <laughs> yep, legit. Because I think sandstone, and sandstone isn't wet. No. Uh, yeah. Does it look like we'll be able to... So, so, using the map that I've got, do I have any idea of where we're supposed to be approaching this... Like, where we're supposed to be heading that there would be signs of this tomb we're looking So... You know that you're looking for a scar on the mountain, and you assume that you're heading roughly from B1 to B5 over the course of the, like, indicator or lights. Yeah. It, they didn't draw a map that had an actual, like, this is the route you're taking. They just have this version that's got the labels for the there spaces. Are, there are sites. This is the terrain, and we think you're supposed to go somewhere around here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can I so sort of looking around at, at the at, at from the approach that we have ahead of us? Can I sort of tell using a survival check, perhaps, to see where our where our ascent should be? Sure, make me a survival roll. Uh, that's a nineteen on the dice, which is a twenty-seven. All right. Hmm. <sighs> um. With a 27, you're confident that you first want to worry about getting across this sandy area. However, um, you suspect that the best thing to do would be head towards the river and find an opportune place to cross. Um, because you're trying to continue up on the other side of the river. You imagine that it would be somewhere around B3, but you'd need to... There. there to be sure does the sandy air does the sand dune sand flat look like the terrain that the camels could go across the camels can continue with you at this point yes okay continue to i, I will continue to lead the path towards and i'm gonna say that survival check can also count for you getting they're quicker. <laughs> um, yep. You're, on, you're making very good time across this sand flat. Um, as I realize that there's there's a thing. Um, this is when the giant scarab beetle erupts. The giant antlion erupts from the from the sand and. 
This adventure is entirely tropes. You joke, but this adventure is entirely tropes. Um, that right. What the R-O-U-S is? Rodents of unusual size? I, I don't think, think they exist. Um... <laughs> All right, I'm going to say whoever is leading, so that would probably be uh, locked on. Um, perception. Actually, everyone make me perception rolls. I want to see who, how well each of you do on this. 20. 17. Um, 16. I probably have my camera so you guys can actually see me. Um, okay. Uh, with a seven, with a sixteen, Bix, this is an empty land. They probably all ran away from you in fear. You did cast a fear spell, and things should rightfully be scared of me. Yeah. Um. Not Jenya, but your name in roll twenty still says Jenya, Jeremy. Um, Hale. With a 17, you, you notice a strange low mound. Actually, uh, both of those of you, that, both you and Vakhtan, notice that as you're moving along the sand on a camel, well, there's this sort of strange hump to a bit of the desert sand that rises in a strange low mound. Hold the camel to yeah, I pull to a stop and, and slip off and start heading that way. Can I can I determine what it is or what it might be? Uh, yeah. What are you guys looking at? Give me a survival check if you'd like to try and determine what it is. As... Oh, look. Something weird. Something I'm... Survival checks. I'm notoriously bad at those. Um, that's going to be a 24. Uh, with a 24... I have to. Oh, it's it's just in there. Um, Sorry. It's not obvious. I haven't had much time this week to actually like work in Roll Twenty. How dare you? Have real life. How dare during you, the holidays? Yeah, how dare you exist during the holiday season? Right. <laughs> I have to go. I have to go to the mall in six hours to find, to get the last last few bits of Christmas that we need to get for here. Fair enough. I fortunately everything I wanted I could get like pick up at mall like delivery thing 
so I didn't have to wait on quite as many lines, but yeah. I'm hoping to get there right as the mall. The mall opens at 9. And... Okay. Right as it opens so I can get in, get stuff, get out. Yeah, I, 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 I do all of my Christmas shopping online because I personally do not like being charged with assault because people are stupid. I don't have to worry about that so much because when I walk around malls, I tend to apparently just look really angry for some reason. I'm tiny. I don't have to worry about that. Yeah, no, that's fair. And so it's like um, people tend to just leave. I did over. have I did have that <clears throat> stopping moment where a child runs like directly into you, and you're like, "Is this parent going to be mad at me for being near a near their running child for being an obstacle?" Yeah. It, no, she was totally cool about it. Um, but I think everyone's been there. Um, do, 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 do. I'm apparently um, really good at doing like the Terminator turn, where it's just like. Like somebody bumps in, you just turn around, and then they say sorry yeah. and walk away. <laughs> people just, people just inherently uh, uh, sense your heritage and immediately turn racist. Yeah, it's the, it's it's Italians, you know. Yeah, it's either that or it's either the Italian or the Cuban. Either or they're the running, Cuban. either One they're running the away because I'm a mafia, or they're running away because I'm a spick. Because you're a communist. <laughs> One of the, One of the other. Who knows? Yeah. Or all of the above. Communist mafia. <laughs> we the communist mafia. We extort, we, we're extorting your business for the benefit of all. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. They extort, they, they extort from people uh, and are heavily invested in crime. They just make sure that it is distributed equally among everybody in need within their criminal organization. They, some people refer to that as Robin Hood. <laughs> You're right. Robin Hood was the communist mafia. Yes, Robin Hood was the Merry Men or a communist mafia. I'm just waiting for you guys to shut up this tangent because I wanted in advice. Remember, Robin Hood's communist mafia. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't know that. Don't know that. Yeah, no, Legbot's not upright. Legbot's been down for a while. I've got, I've got to get a replacement yeah. bot. Hashtag commie Nazi or commie mafia. Commie mafia, yeah. Um, Personally, I prefer the other kind of pink mafia, but you know, it's the red mafia. All right. So, with a 23 survival, I think 24. 24. 24. 24. With a 24 your survival check, you know, recognize this as the nest of a waiting Akharov, which is. Going in chat because <laughs> I'm curious to see how you guys go for that one. Ankrov. 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 There's an H. Sure. In that. Sounds good. Yeah, Ank has an H. That's Ank. Yeah, Ank. A N K H. Rav. R A V. Ankrov. I huh. mean, that's fair. 
They're insectoid desert dwellers. Ah. Does it seem like getting up close and touching the bundle would be a bad idea? Do they seem native to Sithicus? I'm making a wow joke. Okay. That's on Courage. That's on Courage. As opposed to Ankarav. Come on. Tell me that your immediate thought. Yes, my immediate thought was... And I'm sorry, Silithus, not Sithicus. Yeah, Silithus. Sithicus is something very different. Um, uh, Hale, you might not want to get too close. What you looking at? I'll call as I slip off the camel. Am I about to be killed by something? Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> An ambusher. Well I, well, I know I'm about to be ambushed, so it's not ambushing me. What I'm saying is maybe we approach it from both sides together rather than one at a time from the front. See, I hear what you're saying. As I start to move around. Oh, no. <laughs> not single file. All right. So while you cannot see the the creature within, <clears throat> there is that. Um, there's also... Um, Start moving around carefully to, to sort of get around to the other side for when it exposes itself. Yeah. Um, that's that's why I'm sort of cause, calling you to pause because okay. I need to I need to actually place on the map another thing that you guys can't see just yet. Gotcha. When I step in the hole of the second Ankrav. <laughs> um. I hear what you're saying. Allow me to counter offer with ha. Ah! <laughs> Never get and, and Hale and his plus one longsword are <laughs> lost to the sands. All right. Yeah. Sorry. So you're scooting around to be on the other side of it? Yep. Keep going. All right. Fire ready? ready. I'm heading up to uh, heading up to the bulge and stabbing the bulge. All right. Let's all roll initiative. Not what I usually do for bulges, but you know. <laughs> I mean, typically the bulges are doing the stabbing. Hey, look, I rolled a natural 20. Why did I roll it on my initiative and not my attacks? All right. <laughs> and is it, are we just using perception as normal or? Um, so you didn't indicate that you were trying to be stealthy about going up to it or other kinds right of initiative mostly come in if you are trying to go about it a different way. Like if you're trying to seduce this thing, that's going to be a different role. I would like to seduce the Ankrov. How? Yeah, that, that's going to require you to explain uh -oh. how you're doing that. And also, Aggressive when work. your character became Newt from the Harry Potter movies. Aggressive twerking. 
again, when did your character become Newt from the Harry Potter movies? That's my Adventurer's League stick. You're not wrong. Um, I am going on... I rolled horribly, so I am going on... Uh, let's see, and I get a plus... I should have taken the. There's a there's a there's a ranger feat that I can take at higher levels or at, at, at level four, called uh, it's like whistle signal or something like that. Where basically, 14. if I'm if I am able to perceive a threat as we're rolling initiative, mm-hmm. I can let out a sharp whistle to give all of my allies a plus one to their initiative rolls. Nice. It's just like a, and then you all get a plus one. No. Okay. <laughs> It's a really good feat. I just wanted to take a different thing. Fair. I got the same initiative as last time. So. What'd you get, Hale? Uh, 14. The initiative tracker's still up. Oh, yeah. Um. (laughs) If you can change your initiative, that'd be awesome. Um, All right. Everyone's set? Yarp. Um. Yep. All right. Vaktan, I believe you are going first. All right. Action up. Liking the bun- the mound with hail. Um, oh, minus two. Sorry. I'm going to go ahead and use my twin takedown. Next up. All right. Ah, damn it. So, f- so close. Uh, 28 to hit. Okay, go for it. Uh, I'm also, uh, actually, second action declared as my hunt target. Third action twin. Okay. Um... 28 critically hit? Uh, 28 hits, it does not critically hit. Okay. 28 hits, otherwise you would be... I mean, yeah. ...in a weird situation. Uh, but yes. Second hit is 18. All right. Uh, second hit will miss. Okay. Where the first one hit? Skills... Six slashing damage plus another four precision damage uh, for it being not target. That's my turn. Six slashing for precision, correct? Yep. So ten damage total. All right. <clears throat> Dagger skips off. Yeah. Sorry, I just realized that it's oh, it bigger was than it was supposed to be for some reason. Okay, Hale needs to move slightly you closer because strike into it with yeah. the fourth first hit, and it is its turn. 
Yep. And it's got a thing that takes all three actions, but it's so worth it. Oh, no, it only takes two. Um, I want everyone to make me reflex saves. Does that include uh, Aster, who is on my shoulder? Aster is definitely in range. Okay, 19. Um, Aster. That's not too bad. Oh, what's my reflex? I got a natural 20. Aster rolled an 18, which makes that a 23. Got a 21. Uh, Jeremy, sorry, what did you... Okay. So you all succeed for half F damage. Did any of you roll above a 27 or above? I rolled a natural 20. Okay. Well, that counts. Um... So you take no damage. Evasion. But everyone else takes half damage. Um, The bird. Good bird. As this creature erupts, acid spewing out from behind its sort of scarab wing things. Just uh, coating all of you. Most of you managed to duck and avoid the worst of it, but um, that's still eight acid damage. Um, then save for half? Yeah, save for half, so four. For not knocked on because he critically succeeded, but everyone else. That hurt, um, that hurt my bird a lot still. <laughs> From 20 and... to 18. It can't do that because that takes two. It's gonna go for um Hale was hit by the acid. It's gonna go for Hale. Why not? Bring it. Yeah, I think a 28 hits. A uh, 28 does hit. Does it crit? Uh, it's plus 10 over? Yeah. Yep. Nope. All right. My armor class. And let, wait, is it? Well, it doesn't matter either way because my, my touch AC is a 19. So It's not touch AC. It's okay. just your typical AC. Okay. Um, yep. No. Uh, my, yeah. my, my normal AC is a 20. All right. I like that both of our melee fighters are two weapon fighters, so we just do a ton of damage when we're like. Yeah, you guys have been decimating these fights damage wise. Um, all right. So you take seven points of piercing damage and and six points of, of acid damage as this thing sinks its sort of claw fang. Man, technically, it's a mandible. It's mandible into you uh, just passing by your armor. It's mandible. That, Ow. that is all three of its actions. All right. I'm going to do that other thing, but can only do so many things. Only so. Bix. 
<laughs> Mix is going to go, oh, crap, oh, crap. And uh, no. Yeah, he's well, he's going to move over here for one action. And then he's just going to pick up a rock and telekinetic projectile. Yeah. That, which is two actions. Now you know what we were talking about, Bix. <laughs> And that what is that would be a twenty-four to hit. All right, twenty-four is gonna hit. And I lost my D ten. And nine points of damage. All right. So Bix just sort of this rocks, the like throws, hitting and kind of dispersing against the shell, but dealing some decent damage. All right, hail, here you go. All right, um, I am going to hack, hack, hack. So long sword, scimitar, and then scimitar. So first attack is a twenty-one. Okay. That'll hit. Eleven slashing damage. Okay. Minus five, to so it would be uh, twenty-three, eighteen. It's gonna miss. Okay. And I feel like its AC is 19 or 20. Its AC is 19 if that helps you sleep at night. I mean that's fine because on the uh, on the next one I with with a minus 10 because third attack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got a 17. So I came really close to hitting twice. Yeah. That's its own kind of victory, isn't it? No. It is an extra loss. On top of the loss that you already took. Doc Tom, uh I'm going to uh I'm going to uh make my my first action to command my pet to assist. Okay. Um and to fly into position. Not 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 for flanking purposes, but for raking across the carapace and causing bleed damage purposes. Um and I'm going to uh, use my second action to take a tw- to perform a twin takedown. Target. That's going to be a twenty-seven and yeah. a twenty-two hit. Okay. Right. So it's gonna with the next slicer. It takes huh, uh, fourteen points of damage from the. You kill it. Uh, and, and then with Knuckle Dagger, it takes another nine points of damage, and it would have had a D4 of persistent bleed damage. Yeah. So that's a total of... You get a critical finish animation as you sort of just dra- take the blades and drag your Knuckle Dagger and yank out one of the mandibles, somehow pulling out internal organs with it. You know, I've yet to use this neck slicer on something that actually has a neck. 
I mean, that sounds like a you problem. Hyenas totally have necks. Just wanted to clarify. Oh, yeah, no, they do. Never mind. Scratch that from the record. <laughs> well, that was fun. <sighs> Ow. You look like you need some rest. <laughs> nah, I'm, I, I, I've been worse. Oh, I mean, it's going to take us days to climb this thing anyway, so... Get back. I would like to contest your point. You lay, but I cannot. The um, there's the dead bug right there, and oh. what do you guys want to do? Well, let's mount back up and continue on our way. Uh, Keeping an eye out to see if there are any more of these as we go. Just because there's no clear way to telegraph this, you're not going to search the lair or you didn't realize that was an option. Oh. Oh, is it, oh it's it's not just, like, in a ditch? There's actually more underneath it? This it is clearly like... its home ditch. It is actively yeah. oh. a ditch. Oh, but it's, has it been digging in? I was, planning on, I was planning on you turning its its carapace into like a bunk bed type of situation. All right, you, you know, like that. how some beds are in the form of are in the form of like like well, in the modern world, like race cars, and in the, in, in the fantasy world, like like race. You have a dragon bed. You yes, I want I want to turn my carapace into a dragon bed. You no, drag it out of the hole, and I'll look and see what it was sitting on. Heal, heal. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Um. We dragged the we dragged the thing out of the hole. Yep. Uh, I I thought it was just like sitting here and had piled dirt on itself and was waiting. No, yeah, that's why I was trying to figure out how to telegraph that. That's not necessarily a failing. It's just I'm, I'm not the kind of GM that designs these sorts of encounters. So, um, yeah, searching the net has revealed a half-eaten adventurer's body. He, the body he still grips a battered backpack containing two minor healing potions, a set of expert quality thieves' tools, and three hundred silver. Oh, looky here. Yeah. Placements for me. I say pocketing the thieves' tools. Health potions for you guys. I say holding them out towards you two. Sure, take and one. A, and a hundred silver each. That's really easy to split. It is, isn't it? I now have two expert thieves, expert quality thieves tools in my belt pouch, because you can never have too many. Because at some point you're going to roll a natural one. Exactly. Always good to have expert quality thieves. Yeah. And I guess Bix, do you want this? I say holding up the half-eaten dead adventure. <laughs> well. Mm. No, I think that would be impolite. 
And that matters why with us? I will try to steal an antenna off of this bug. <laughs> sure. Unless someone's like actively going to stop you, nope. you can grab an antenna. Oh, Wait. It's pretty for big. All that, for all that's, that, that's holy, we must, we must be respectful of the... Oh, I'm kidding. I will toss the dead body to the south. It is pretty big. This the antenna in full is probably about as tall as you are. Uh, it's like a, I've got a switch. <laughs> but yes, eating adventures body. People frown on that. Only if there are people nobody, around. Not that I would know from experience. Here and nobody who's present does. <laughs> That's fine. As the hailstorm continues moving through the desert. If Bix doesn't want to pick up any bad habits, that's fine. Eh. Fine. Mm. I I hear adventurers are habit forming. Alright. Damn. It, after after dealing with all of that, back on the camels. Can- yeah. <laughs> I want all of you to each roll me a d100. And we're going to see who gets the lowest score. I have a prediction. It's not targeted, it's random. 56. 33. 12. So... As you're adventuring along, you're keeping reasonably close together. Did you drink those healing potions? I'm good. All right. Um, for a little while before, uh, hail. Camel makes a distinct noise of distress as you have sort of headed more towards the side of the path you are carving through the sand. The group of you are carving through the sand. Well, it's a problem, Charlene. And as you look down, Charlene is half submerged in quicksand. That's that's basically where your feet are, guys. Yeah. Hail is shrinking. And we're going to roll initiative because this is technically an environmental encounter. Sweet. Oh, that's awesome. Yep, that makes sense. Seven. Me three. Twelve. And we're going to see if I can drag these things onto the... Now imagine if we'd had this situation with Gunford. And the party just stands there and quick watches. save his crossbow. Stands there and watches. Pulls out bagpipes, starts playing. <laughs> He's still alive. Oh, Gunford, we hardly knew you. <laughs> He's breathing through the bagpipes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> You motherfucker! It's almost like he's still here. <laughs> and the quicksand's going first. I'm gonna haunt I you! Believe. 
Did everyone update their initiative? Oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm going on seven. Mine is updated. Actually, no, that's right. Cool. I don't need to change it. Um, and so the quicksand goes, um, and each creature within it becomes more submerged. Okay. So your camel, which was submerged up to its waist, is now submerged up to its neck. You are now submerged up to your waist. Um, to be clear, when we say up to it, uh, uh, when we say up to Charlene's neck, up to neck here or up to neck like here, because camels have long necks. The mechanical neck. Uh, so neck here. probably further down because you're up to your waist at this point. Okay. Um. Can I make a nature or survival check to figure out yeah. how to get him out of there? Yep. Go ahead. Which one would it be? Survival. Okay. 26. I should flail wildly. With that a 26, will, that will solve uh, the situation as quickly as possible. On his turn, he'll have the opportunity to swim out, and he needs to be athletic about it. He probably could find some way to assist. I will pull out the rope from my climbing kit and my crowbar and tie the two together and throw it out to him. Okay. Grab it and swim, and I will stand here as an anchor, basically. All right. I'll bring down the DC a bit for that. Fix. Some of the sand is kind of swirling, and yeah. Swirling around him, or some of the sand beyond him is starting to swirl? Both. It, it seems to be churning in this area like it's wet or something. <clears throat> And he's also thinking. Um, well, Veltran's got the rope out to him. He's got him covered. So actually, Veltran. what I'm going to say I love how my very easy name gets changed every time someone says it. <laughs> oh, Vaktan. Sorry. <laughs> Veltran. I like that. <laughs> Vaktan. He's got this uncovered, and he's a lot stronger than I am. But what I'm going to do. You realize you're going to be Veltrex in no time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> your, your mind went to there too. Okay. Um, I'm going to actually cast Unseen Servant and have it stomp around around out here. See if something's out there. You cast Fly on the Camel. I'd cast fly on my camel if anything. <laughs> Charlene! No! You know what? That's fair. Charlene should have an initiative at this point. 
but I'm going to cast Unseen Servant and have it basically stomp around. Shoulders. Well, first thing, it's going to stomp around out here to see if anything is actually out there. Uh, stomp around where you are? No, um, In the middle out of the here. In the middle of the quicksand. With, sorry, with what? Un- unseen Servant. It's seeing if uh, the unseen servant begins to be dragged into the quicksand. You can't see it, but it is. It's just a pair of holes where its legs are going it's down. a pair of holes where it starts getting yeah. dragged out. I just wanted to see you if it would cause anything to come up. Yeah. Let me summon a creature only to watch it die. It's not technically a creature, but yes. I, I, I lose more butlers that way. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's that's not what you're supposed to do with summon creatures. <laughs> They're for trap detection. No, you're kind of right. I want the worst druid in the world that summon that uses summon animals just to brute force through puzzles and dungeons. Yeah, like just I summon I summon three bears and have them go ahead of us. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I summon three I more bears my... and have them go ahead of us. Played that ranger. In on this time slot. Yeah, but like a a a, a, a druid that does that intentionally, though. <laughs> like, uh, like I summon horde of bunnies. Go! I have, <laughs> I have my next five E character. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. You can claim it. I've actually played that one already. Um. Okay. Uh. Yes. Anything else you want to do? Hmm. I will help hold on to the rope. Okay. Uh, Hale, you're going to need me to make me an athletics check. Now I'm just picturing if you want like, to swim out of here. It'll be I much mean, harder if you're trying to take your camel with you. I'm just picturing like the big burly half orc with the goblin dangling off the wrong end of the, ro- of the rope. <laughs> I'm helping. I'm helping. <laughs> I do have an athletics of six. Or plus six to athletics. Um, I will try for a round. Charlene does deserve a chance. Okay. Yeah, like I said, it's more difficult if you're taking someone with you. Go for it. That would be a 23 total. Um, With a 23, you yank and pull but you've got the whole weight of a technically large creature that can carry you, that you're dragging with you uh-huh. through quicksand. Yep. So you're trying to doggy pedal one-handed through quicksand with a very confused camel. Um, you do not make any progress at this point, but you do not fall any further down. Good enough. Uh, you don't. The camel still does, though. Camel probably should get a separate roll. I think that's fair. Yeah, we're gonna roll for the camel. Camel get. What is the camel's athletics? I am checking that because I have the beast here. Oh, thank you. Because I thought we might have the camel. We ha- might it, have. It actually would probably be in the um in the mount section. Of the it, it has a plus. Maybe six it's also in the bestiary. It has the same athletics as me. Okay. 
Would you like to roll for Charlene? No, I wanted to live. Okay. Charlene sort of takes a cue from what you're doing and realizes that we're both more likely to survive alone and just starts heaving herself onto the sand Good. next to you, surviving. Good um, for Charlene. Which brings us back to the quicksand's turn, by the way. Great. Now I'm in it by myself. And you're not just in it. You're now in it up to your neck as it rises on you. Stand there holding the rope <laughs> like, grab the rope. <laughs> I had to get to the rope first. It's right next to you. <laughs> I had to save my camel. <laughs> For simplicity's sake, Rakhtan, Bix, anything that you two want to attempt. <clears throat> Hold the rope. Um, besides helping hold on to the rope, which I'm sure that's going to do a whole lot of good, um, I'm going to cast Mage Hand and then dangle the rope in front of Hale. <laughs> Hale, the rope is now very easy to grab. Okay. It will slightly reduce the difficulty of this check. That would be a total of eight. Because I okay. rolled natural two. I want For to real. this. I want to point out that is a natural two. We can't, can't read anything. But, <laughs> yeah. All right. I want to check this. You're going to make me dive in after you, aren't you? I'm trying. You're going to make me watch you dive in after you, the aren't you? Because I legitimately am having a little bit of a I don't remember moment. Um, if the DC is 18, is 8 a critical failure? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Am I making a new character? You're going to holding your breath rules. I've <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> only been playing for a couple hours and you're already going to have to make a new character. I, I feel like it is It is not just that you are cursed, it is that you specifically keep dying in my games. But you're no, not wrong. You hold your breath. I just need to look up how that happens. Yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking. Uh, see if it's in the aquatic combat. Yes, it's under aquatic combat. Drowning and suffocating. You can hold your breath for a number of actions equal to your constitution score or double your constitution score if you're using the breathe deep action. You want to breathe deep before you go down? <laughs> Do I get the opportunity? Sure. Okay. Each action that passes during your turn costs you one action worth of air. Even if you do nothing with that, even if you do nothing with that action. Creatures that have fewer than three actions still lose a minimum. So basically every round you lose three points of air. You can uh -huh. have you can have double your constitution score worth of air. Score, not modifier. Score, not right. modifier, yes. Okay. So I have twenty-four, I have eight turns. All right. Well, you know, if you can't make it out in eight turns, I'm just going to say the dice die. didn't like this character. I deserve to, to die. die. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> You've got a plus six. I'm not being that mean. Um, but yeah. Just just roll as as you keep getting dragged down. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm I'm going to yeah. roll these in, in the goddamn. <laughs> 
There's a 19. That is enough. As, as you sort of drag yourself up, and you were only one square into the quicksand, so it is possible to swim to the edge of it and okay. land prone on the edge there. You, you literally get the you literally get the the sinking sands uh, bit from Princess Bride. Where you just, yes, like, yeah. it's, oh. it's still for a second with the rope in. The <laughs> Basically. Pull them out. Yep. And with that, I swear I don't intentionally try and murder Jeremy's characters out of the way. We're going to wrap up for the night. <laughs> Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Adios. Goodbye. Hmm.